She's going to be fine once she gets to start to talk more. This is Uh a show with me, Pete Phillips. And me, Marissa Phillips. And basically, we are two people. No surprise, I hope. Uh, And we take this opportunity each week to catch up with one another and share things that we think are interesting or important. And you happen to be listening, so thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so we don't really even care. We just use this to catch up. It actually so was part of our listening. mission statement when we started this show. We were like, we should set aside an hour each week to talk to each other. And then we should also make it a podcast because then we'll actually stick to it more. <laughs> yeah, basically. But speaking of sticking to this podcast, it's all paid off because we have a Patreon supporter. Thank you, Mike Dominic. You're the best. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mike, and I sent a little thank you at the beginning of last episode that I hope you enjoyed, too. Unfortunately, I had to tack it on at the beginning, and it's not as eloquent as if Marissa had engaged in the musical aspect of it. Oh, I didn't hear the last episode yet. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. And we're not related. Marissa. What? Speaking of our listeners, where's Juan? Is Juan okay? Why? Well, we just haven't heard from him, him chiming oh, in. Oh, yeah, well, it's good. He's he's busy. He's got a new a new love, a new life, a new apartment. So I'm picking my nose. I forgot you can't see me. That's good. <laughs> uh, he's probably just busy living life. That's all living right. Living life. So we love you, Juan. No pressure. <laughs> you don't need to engage more. You engage just the right amount. Yes. That's that's how your week is. <laughs> I don't really have anything much on the week. I've been just sort of like chilling out and not going anywhere and wearing long sleeves in public and stuff because the poison ivy thing's still sort of clearing up. But I have a funny story. I went to lunch today. I'll be the judge of that. You will. Except, listeners, you're going to have to hear the description of what I did, and Marissa will, I'm sure, add more description if, if necessary. But I went to get lunch, and I was standing in line behind a woman, and... She needed to get out her credit card so that she could pay. Like, you know, you're just standing in line waiting. So she lifted her knee up and took the bag off of her back, went through it, and then she found her wallet, and then she unzipped the wallet, and then she opened it, and then she looked through a few cards, and she found her card. She pulled the card out, and then she closed her wallet, put it back in the bag, and then put it back on her back. Before she put it on her back, she looked up at me, And I was like, I'm very impressed. And she was like, excuse me? And this is what I did, Marissa. I went, I'm very impressed with all of this. I like that. And she goes... it sounds like you're impressed by her looks and her whole package. And she goes, what? And I was like, you're doing this all on one leg. And it is very impressive. (laughs) And then she let out a big laugh and we had fun. Okay, I'm glad she laughed instead of saying, me too movement. But yeah, I was doing the open palm and circle in front of myself, listeners, as yeah, if like, say, I like top all to there. bottom, you got it going on, like which, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. But yeah, that was lunch Good today, and then I ate a delicious sandwich and went back to work. Are, are your coworkers back at work with you? Nope, not yet. Good for you. I also went to see Ma yesterday, and it was <laughs> not good, and I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> 
But it was a not yeah, was it not good in the way you'd like? No. It was a it was a lifetime movie that for some reason was produced by Bloomhouse Productions and got wide distribution. Uh but what I discovered was uh in looking to see if other people were equally dissatisfied with it, <laughs> which Yeah. Again, I was dissat- but I still enjoyed watching it, especially because not four seats away from me was a man who was obviously in his 80s and had a walker and he was watching it too. But the movie was made for five million dollars, and in its opening week, it grossed eighty-three million. So good it's a success. for them. <laughs> good for them. Right. In everything I've read, um, they basically say that they like the depth the character has. Is that true? No. Okay. Cool. If if I was going to describe it for somebody, it would be like if Carrie didn't have supernatural powers, but she was mentally disturbed and grew up and took revenge. <laughs> Okay, okay. Which is, by the way, much more likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Than Carrie, I should say. Okay. But yeah, it was it was fun to watch. And I, I mean, I love Octavia Spencer. She's a delight to watch. And she really got yeah. into it. I almost wish the lady was a little more unhinged because she didn't really get to go super crazy. But it was fun. Does she kill all the children? Well, that, I, I would ruin it if I told you that. Spoiler alert! Does she kill all the children? No. She stitches okay. one's mouth shut. For what purpose? Because she talks too much. All right. All right. Then there was some weird aspect to where. <laughs> now I'm going off on a tangent, and it's like we don't have a podcast. Does she kill any children? She kills an adult. She kills Missy Pyle. You know the actress Missy Pyle. <laughs> oh, she doesn't kill all that thing, and no children are killed. Wow. Pretty sure no children. Don't she like no. put iron on one of them? Yeah, she maims them. But that's oh, it. Oh, God, this is from the trailer. That's not a surprise. And there's uh, a kid in the friend group who's named Darrell, and he's black. And a couple of times he exchanges, like, a, you know, we're both black type of lines with her. And she doesn't seem doesn't to, like... Doesn't she paint him white? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I read and, that in a review. And she goes, there's only enough room for one of us. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that either. But, but okay, anyway, cool. it was fun enough, I'll say. How about you, Marissa? I saw you were at a cemetery picnic. Yeah, and um, I brought the boy I've been dating that we generally do fairly mainstream things. And I was like, my friends want to meet you. Want to go meet him in a cemetery picnic? <laughs> That's like you meeting to- his friends at a nightclub. <laughs> exactly. To which his answer was like, what do I even wear? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's a good response. And we went and it went well. All around the week, I've been having an all around okay time. Nothing, Good. nothing to complain about here. The end. <laughs> I'm boring when I'm not unhinged. I'll tell you that much. That's all right. Yeah. You'll be unhinged next week, I'm sure. So <laughs> don't look that upon me. Icebreaker. So for this week's icebreaker, I heard this icebreaker on a podcast which is co-hosted by Manolo Moreno of Dr. Game Show fame. The podcast is called Explain Your Face, and it's about minorities and living as a minority. Marissa. Yes? If you could have a second mouth anywhere on your body, where would it be? What? Doesn't have to do with anything. It doesn't have to do with no. anything. No! But I feel like it's gross, just like our topics today. I, I would have it... Does it, do I even need to use it? Can I stitch it shut like Ma? No, you can't stitch it shut. But you can, like, can't... keep it closed. Ew. The back of my hand, I guess. The back of your hand being, like, the top? No, is it a deformity, or do people have multiple mouths in this world? <laughs> Depends. Hmm. 
I guess we'll make you normal. Everybody's got two mouths. If but you're normal, everybody can put them in different places. Yeah, back of my hands. Whatever. Okay. I don't like this. <laughs> I was thinking the palm of the hand. Why? Well, because then I could, like, eat stuff. I could be like, whoosh. Are you ever dying to eat stuff faster? <laughs> You're like, oh, God, life would be so much better if I just eat No, faster. but, like, I could talk and eat at the same time. The oh, other thing right. that I was thinking was, if I was underwater, I could hold my hand up <laughs> and still breathe. <laughs> okay. All right. But, yeah, if, if, if other people didn't have them. And it was a deformity. Would you put it someplace different? Probably, right? Uh, yeah, put it somewhere like nobody sees. Like the middle I'd of your back. I put it like under my arm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's never not gross. I don't know. Where was your girl? Dayton has one really weird armpit. <laughs> Keeps breathing <laughs> yeah, but on me. Armpits are always weird. So like, what? <laughs> what's new, bitch? <laughs> know what I mean? I know, know what, what I mean? you mean. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of armpits being weird, you know what's weird? Pooping. I thought Pete was going to say I could do this. But I was like, let's do the... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, yeah, I asked you. I was like, let's do the podcast tomorrow. I said that last night. And he was like, fine. And I was like, I need a topic quickly. And every morning I go on lifehacker.com. And poop. Every morning I go on lifehacker and poop. No, and there was an article today like, poop in the dark to prevent hemorrhoids. And I was like, what? Tell me more. And without even reading the article, I was like, I'm talking about poop, and I am jumping off of whatever they have to say. So I promise, Pete, what do you think? To make this the least gross, should I say poop, bowel movement, or duty? I'm a big fan of poop. I think poop's funny. If I want you to okay. change partway through, I'll let you know. I definitely find duty funnier, but... Yeah, 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 I know. Do a duty? But uh, I will do poop in your honor. Double duty. Anyway, so, Pete, here's a question. Actually, this should have been the icebreaker. What do you generally do while you poop? I poop. I don't. End of your sentence? <laughs> I like to focus on one task at a time. I'm not really good at multitasking. See, that's very impressive. If anything, um, that, that's part of what we're going to talk about here today. We mean, like, scroll through the phone, something like that, you mean? Okay, but you wouldn't say you scroll through the phone all the time. You don't, you don't no. always bring your phone in the bathroom? No. Okay. I mean, like, it's on me, but it's in a pocket. I'm not like... Okay. Yeah. I got to say, too, uh, when when I'm going to poop, it's not like a will they, won't they. <laughs> oh, like you know you're going to poop? Yeah. Okay. I don't set aside time and just, like, go, well, this is my poop hour and just wait for something to happen. <laughs> I usually know I'm going to poop, but I have chronic constipation, so sometimes I get, like, false alarms. But, yeah, I, I don't just, like, poop to, like, be like, ooh, let's play fast and loose with this. But whenever I poop, I generally, I used to not take my phone in. Fast and loose. Book. <laughs> yeah, wish it yeah, was okay. fast and loose. <laughs> so, I know my brother used to take comic books in, uh, used to take magazines in. Nowadays, I use pooping at the time to play mobile games that I might feel Guilty playing after work just in my house because I feel like I should be like doing something of more substance. While you're pooping? Yeah, play a game while I'm pooping because I don't feel guilty playing a game while I'm pooping. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, no, I don't feel like I should be doing something more substance while pooping. When I go home and I, when I'm pooping at home, I feel like I should be doing things no, that are more no, constructive. No. <laughs> I have a friend that used to always call me on the telephone when she was pooping. So 
basically a lot of us have some sort of habit or ritual or general activity we do to pass the time when we're pooping or generally eliminate or distract from the unpleasantness that is pooping. But the thing is, and the Lifehacker article I was reading was actually, it was on a Lifehacker article and a Wired article. They were both like taking pieces from one another. They were saying that that's the problem because we should not strive to make pooping be more fun. Because it's already fun enough. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be comfortable. Uh, I think in the past I've talked about like fancy toilet seats in Japan and with built-in bidets and seat warming and noise making. And it should be a comfortable toilet. But basically, people shouldn't be treating toilet time as something to improve, but something, but rather something to shorten. We should be focusing on getting in and out as quickly as possible. And so this article is arguing that we should turn off the lights, or rather not turn them on, when we go poop. If it you poop it more in the dark, too. yeah. If you poop in, and then you know we all want intimacy when we. <laughs> if you poop in the dark, you're less likely to linger. And if you don't linger, you won't be reading your phone. And the bigger point is, the less time you spend on the toilet, the less likely you will be to get hemorrhoids or anal tearing. Uh, And you will spend more time just living your life. I myself am not afraid that I'm wasting too much time on the toilet. Um, Then on the flip side, I know that... James used to cherish his time on the toilet because it was like his private time sort of thing. But now the guy never stops working. He's answering texts on the toilet. (laughs) I do also sometimes cherish my time on the toilet. I know my brother does also. A lot of people do. The thing is, you can also just like sit in the bathroom. (laughs) That's also a thing. I mean, the thing is also, are you just sitting there or are you constipated and like distracted and just straining. Like it really depends like what kind of movements are happening while you're there on the toilet. Now, a kind of obvious thing, but I feel like it needs to be said again. A general, what are you doing for using your phone in the bathroom in general, which I'm guilty of, I take it in the bathroom. Besides the fact that it makes you spend more time on the toilet, basically, and I've been tell I've been preaching this to people and I'm sure no one appreciates it recently. How when you flush your toilet, little poopy particles are said to go about six feet in the air, spraying exposed phones, and that's meant to just you, so don't be looking in the toilet when you're flushing it. Spray up. I put my face as close as possible. I like the wind. Particles with pathogens like E. coli and Staphylococcus. A UK study found about 16% of cell phones have fecal matter on them. Yep. I feel it's a smaller amount than Bring, I think. Brings new meaning to your phone's real shitty. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> also, while I preach, I preach to someone that they should not have their contact case open near the toilet while they flush. They should not have their toothbrush just like exposed near the toilet they should close the toilet when they flush so their toothbrush doesn't get poopy particles on it am i becoming neurotic i don't know whatever anyway so maybe you don't want to be as dramatic as pooping in the dark and you may also say bitch my phone glows i can still see my phone in the dark Mm. but like you don't want your eyes too yeah so you know 
uh, there was another article, but I'm not going to go this route. That was generally pleading a case for mindfulness. Yeah. That you should be not multitasking when you poop. You should just focus on the poop. Get the poop out. Move on. And just let your mind get get a break from the phone while you're pooping. If, if that's the only time of the day you're going to stop looking at screens. Now, I am also going to talk a little bit about the angle, which Pete says he knows plenty about. But I don't feel like everyone necessarily knows about it. So I just want to talk a little bit. Also, listeners, I didn't say I know plenty about it. You were like, I know everything there is about pooping angles. Yeah. Okay. When I was in South Korea, they had a lot of squat toilets. If you don't know what a squat toilet is, it's a toilet. It's not elevated. It's in the ground. But it's not like a ditch in the ground, guys. It's, it has porcelain. It's set up like a toilet, but it's like in the ground. And you have to squat to use it. I have to say, a lot of Asian people can squat with their feet flat on the ground, and I don't think most Americans can. And I think it's best used by people who could flat-footedly squat on the ground. Otherwise, like me, you will pee on your shoes very often. Mid-date. That is fun. It's, it's, you, you need to try it. You'll see. It's, it's very easy to pee on yourself. I'll be right anyway, <laughs> but I think some people might look at a squat toilet and be like, oh, my God, oh, that's so, like, low class, or we're so beyond that. Like, that's so primitive or something like that. But the thing is, that's being, one, ignorant, one, closed-minded, and two, totally just, like, missing the point. Because the basic idea is that the angle in which, you know, your body is in when you're pooping makes all the difference when it comes to elimination. When we sit on our modern toilets, this creates what is called an anorectal angle, which essentially puts a kink in the elimination process. Like, it's kind of like if you have a hose and you bend it a little bit, you can't get the water out quite perfectly like you would if it was straight. This creates the elimination upward, process. <laughs> this creates an upward pressure on the rectum and makes it harder to get your feces out. I'm sorry, your poopy out. The upward pressure also creates the need to strain. Even just lightly, even if you don't have constipation, you're still straining a little more than you would if you were squatting. Which, again, a little too much straining could lead to hemorrhoids or anal fissures. <laughs> now squatting laughs corrects the angle, and removes this kink, so straightens the hose, to let elimination happen more naturally and freely. The squat position is the natural way to achieve easier and a more complete elimination of the poopy. Research has shown that in some people, when you squat, that kink is eliminated altogether. So, why is proper elimination so important? That should like just be a f***ing obvious. But if you're just like, mm, I don't care, I get by, pooping out, I poop, let me just tell you a little bit. First of all, if you've lived a charmed life and you've never had a hemorrhoid, let me tell you what a hemorrhoid is. Hemorrhoids are inflamed anal veins that have become swollen. That was because the name of, of my first band. Yeah, it's swollen because veins. of our need to push excessively to get our heart stools to pass. There can be internal hemorrhoids or external hemorrhoids, and they can be painful as Also, if it's your first time having a hemorrhoid, you could think you have a tumor in your ass because you're not used to something growing out of your ass. When you eliminate more completely and more easily, you will not have to strain as much. So 
this squatting could, you know, lower the risk of hemorrhoids. Squatting while you can also lower your risk for colon disease. Uh, eliminating completely and often helps maintain good colon health. Uh, many studies point to duty buildup in your colon as a cause of diseases, including colon cancer. And when there is buildup in the colon, our bodies actually can't absorb all the nutrients from the food that we eat. Another reason why it's important to be dutying properly is you need to limit your urinary difficulty and your urinary infections. Urinary flow is usually stronger and easier when a woman specifically squats to urinate. This helps the bladder to empty more completely when squatting rather than sitting or hovering does. Girl, if you're hovering over that toilet, you are not peeing completely. Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> okay, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And Sorry. Squatting was, uh, can help... What? Go, please go ahead. <laughs> okay. Squatting can help reduce episodes of UTIs um, in both frequency and intensity. And this person who was writing this article basically said that when they were pregnant, they started using a squatty potty, which I will get to, to help them squat during urination, and it helped reduce their need to urinate as often. Because if you're not going to empty your bladder all at once, you're going to have, like, you're going to have to feel like you have to go to the bathroom all the time. Uh, fun story, I had chronic constipation when I was little, and the duty would push on my bladder, so I would need to pee, like, five times in an hour, because I would only pee a little bit at a time. It was maddening, and I thought I was going to go insane, and I would start crying. Because I had to pee so much. I would go to school. I would, in school, I would go to the bathroom. And on the way walking back from the bathroom to my classroom, and I would have to pee again. It was very mentally taxing. It sounds like it. I know that sounds stupid, but it was, like, very, very. Did you know why this was happening at the time? I had to go to a urologist. And I had to get, like, sonograms. <laughs> and they were like, mm, you're duty pushing on your bladder, girl. Okay. Sounds like the anyway. best doctor. Oh, and if you don't know what a squatty potty is, it's basically a little stool that you can put up against your toilet that, I mean, I don't imagine the average person, ooh, I need to squat, is just going to, like, squat on top of their toilet seat. I would not recommend that. That seems very dangerous that like you could fall off. Um, so the squatty potty lifts your feet off the ground to sort of simulate a squat. You don't necessarily have to buy this specifically squatty potty. Uh, just but put a person, couple of cinder blocks under your feet. <laughs> whatever you need to elevate it. This person uh, who wrote an article for HuffPo was saying they put a footstool at the base of the toilet that elevated their feet about eight inches or so off the ground uh, to get closer to a simulated squat. And if you're like, I'm not going to buy a f***ing footstool to poop better. Well, obviously, you know, I'm sure you Everybody heard, wants to be the best at everything. You can go buy a stool so you can be a better pooper. I mean, I don't want to be a better pooper. You're the best pooper, yeah. Marissa. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm not. Eating fiber in and of itself isn't going to... You can eat too much fiber that blocks you up. And also, if you eat a bunch of fiber without hydrating, that's also going to block you up. If you're going to be eating a bunch of fiber, you need to hydrate with it. And also, hydration in general. If you're constipated... Your duty is going to get too hard and dry to pass easily out your booty. So, drink, drink, drink. Do not let yourself be hydrated if you want an easy poopy. Okay, little little babies? I hope this helped you at least get some inspiration for ways you can enhance, okay? Stop stop distracting yourself while you're dutying. Drink lots of water. Think about a squat pot. 
you know, open your mind. Don't assume that our modern toilets are the end-all be-all. Any questions? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, okay. these are all compelling arguments. And uh, Are you going to use any of this? Probably not. Don't lie to me, bitch. Fine. Not because I don't think that it's valid. Uh-huh. I just use coffee. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, a lot of caffeine can be a stimulant to make you to make you duty, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. But okay, you're up. Uh, don't don't have a transition. Speaking of, from one grossing to another. Let me tell you about a duty. What? Yeah, that was great. Hey, everybody, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you about ticks. Oh, I forgot what you were doing. I'm sorry. My favorite headline about the topic is this. After years of abuse, the Earth has sent its bill collectors. Okay. <laughs> and those bill collectors are ticks. Ticks are coming to kill you because you've been an asshole to Mother Earth. So you can oh, wear God. high socks and tuck in your shirts, but they don't give a f***. Oh, that's annoying. Ticks are little blood-sucking gangsters of the Akari subclass of arachnids. Is this what's being said? Yeah, by me. Oh, okay. I you afraid of spiders, about. Marissa? Yeah, I'm afraid of everything. These little guys are like the badass cousins that spiders call in when they want to really afflict an enemy with long-term debilitating illness. <laughs> yeah, I think my mama has Lyme disease. They feed on blood. Yeah, that's right. They're vampire bugs. These okay. little vampire oh. motherfuckers are out to settle the Chill out, you, bitch. you sack of shit. Chill out, bitch. And you can't avoid them because they're all over the world, especially in warm and humid climates. In case you haven't been watching the news scroll on TV while you're watching your reality television. Okay, you make me want to kill you. Warm places are spreading. That's right, ticks are climate change's thugs, and they're in Maine this year, biting up a storm. Who inspired you? Hey, you heard of Lyme disease? That infectious disease caused by the Borrelia bacteria, which starts a rash where the vampire thug bug bites you? Oh my gosh. The one that causes everything from joint pain and swelling to memory problems and extreme tiredness? The one that hits 300,000 people a year? Yes. The disease that had a vaccine made in 1998 and was on the market from 98 to 2002, but because it didn't, quote, sell well, they pulled it from the market? What? Are you well, serious? Yes. <laughs> wow. Lyme's disease is old hat in the tick game because there's a new gang in town. These dirty South thugs are the Lone Star Ticks. what are you doing? They got that name because of a design on their backs, not because they're from Texas, but that fact doesn't work into my clever narrative, so shut the f*** up. <laughs> Lone Star okay. Ticks are the Biggie Smalls of Ticks. They are huge on the East Coast all the way out to Kansas. And they're really small, too. Like, really, really small. Like, I had one on me, and I was like, damn, you small. And he was like, a Glock 42 ain't that big either, but it'll still put you down, bitch. Uh, well, you had one on you? And then I flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> did you really have one on you? Yeah, I did. Oh, gross. My mom lives around trees. I mean, still. Like, no, no, like, you're gross. I just mean, like, I'd be so yucky, scared. In fact, they're so small that most suckers don't even realize that a tick is crawling on the much less bit into them. Are you going to do the whole show like that? Yep, yep, I am. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Until it's too late. Marissa, there's a squad of Australian ticks that you, they bite you. It's you and gross they're... me out. 
they release paralyzing neurotoxins when they get you. Good luck getting that one off you, Marissa. You can't move. Ew, gross. So how does a tick spread, Marissa? Through animals, usually. You latch on to oh, a bird. Through animals, you bitch. <laughs> they latch on to a bird, and then the bird flies 100 miles. Bam, that's like jet blue for ticks. Direct, too. <laughs> they latch on to a deer, and the deer goes north looking for food. That's like a greyhound bus for ticks. They latch on to a human who gets an Uber upstate. That's like an Uber for ticks. <laughs> so while weather doesn't really affect ticks directly, the spread of mammals helps spread ticks. So people encroach on ecosystems or animals search for food in new places, and ticks can come with them. In that way, the tick cartel... <laughs> You're expanding their turf, even to cold places. Ay, ay. you got to be able to make yourself laugh in this world, okay? <laughs> the Lone <laughs> Star's tick reputation is spreading, too, because it might make you catch the alpha-gal allergy. Alpha-gal isn't the top woman at the office. It's actually a reaction <laughs> to a carbohydrate, which causes the victim to have some delayed effects when eating mammalian meat. In other words, you eat a cheeseburger... mammalian? Yes. Okay. I have a better joke about it coming up. Uh, <laughs> in other words, you eat a cheeseburger, and three to eight hours later, you're itchy all over, looking all hive-covered and shit. Ew, yeah, shit. <laughs> you don't need a squatty potty, because that's it. Blasting out your booty, because your gastrointestinal system is all upset. Who blasted out booty? I like this one. Your butt box has been ticked. <laughs> Wait, you didn't make all of this up, did you? I didn't make the facts up. No, but I mean, all of these puns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You are allergic to red meat now. Now you're a vegan, you soft-ass punk. What is this? I'm just playing. You can eat a bird or a fish, but no more steak on the grill for you. You are in mammalian meat allergy prison. Welcome to the octagon, bitch. Because mammalian meat allergy shortens the MMA. I don't know. It just sounds really weird. <laughs> Even though there's uh, no treatment for alpha-gal, some people have had the condition subside in eight months to five years. So maybe you will be able to taste the ripe, bloody flesh of a cow again someday. But not today. I can only dream. When nature snuck up on me and blasted me with poison ivy, I found a clown online who eats poison ivy leaves to desensitize himself. I won't do that, but this desensitization has apparently worked for the alpha-gal allergy in only two cases. Two people doesn't seem like a lot to make that very promising, so I no, suggest that not. you follow other methods to protect your neck and all exposed areas of skin for that matter. First, rep for unity. Wear white colors so that you can spot these bug thugs crawling on your clothes. <laughs> Stay out of tall grass and leaves and trees. This is where they sit, waiting to hitch a ride on you. Also, Bro. shower when you're done chilling in nature and always double check your junk. Wear high socks. The fashion corner at the New York Times says it's okay to do that now with shorts. Also, protect your dome. That's where your goods are, because you're smart. <laughs> I because doctors aren't required to report this stuff, the data is actually a little hard to track down on how many cases are out there. But I found this part interesting from the CDC. Who is at risk for developing the alpha-gal allergy? Most cases have been reported in the southeastern and midwestern United States. Both children and adults can develop the alpha-gal allergy. However, in most cases, it appears in people over 50 years of age. Okay. 
then there's this question, can you get alpha-gal allergy from a tick bite? And the first line from the CDC says, scientists do not know yet. And then underneath that, it says, what can you do to prevent alpha-gal allergy? Until additional research confirms the association with tick bites, take steps to prevent tick bites. So it's like, tick bites not going to get you alpha-gal, but you should probably not get bit by ticks. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I learned in researching for this episode is that there are different types of ticks that carry different types of disease. For example, you can't get Lyme disease from a Lone Star tick, but you could get Alpha-Gal. You could also get a bunch of other scary diseases <laughs> from different types of ticks. Alpha-Gal reminds me of Alpha-Dog, and when you say mammalian, it reminds me of Pygmalion. Pygmalion, so that's, I just want you to know that's why I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. That's it. I sort of didn't write an ending. Oh, wow. That was a very... <laughs> I would say that delivery was quite a thing. I was like, this is going to be boring. I should make it sound fun. <laughs> what? Why do you think this would be boring? Because I just did like 10 minutes on tick prevention. I mean, and I did it on constipation prevention. But you can, you can get bit by a tick and be paralyzed. That's crazy. Only in Australia, though, right? Yeah, that's another part that I feel like is really weird. It's actually only along the eastern coast of Australia. Oh, God, Australia is scary, man. Yeah, when you look at, like, the migration patterns and stuff like that, it tends to get kind of scary. But, like I said, the interesting part is not that ticks are necessarily spreading. It's that because of climate change and sort of, like people deconstructing forests to build housing and stuff like that animals have fewer places where they can go and so when the animals come into places where people live then people are also at risk for contracting all sorts of stuff yeah can, it should be noted too you can also get bit by a tick and not get any diseases oh really okay. based on what i read or at least nothing that's like long-term terminal but if you get bit by a tick and a rash develops in that area, well, congratulations, you already have Lyme disease. But you can also go out and get a uh, a bunch of antibiotics. Okay. And they will, they will uh, address what's up. They will address what's up. I like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Pete. I don't think I write a tick on me. I hope I never do. I don't really go outside very much, though. I'm kind of a baby. I went outside and got the newspaper. And then when I came inside, I had a tick on me. That's living at my mom's house. (laughs) Yeah. That seems like you don't, like, do anything, though. But I also have a really, really, really... I I feel like I'm a very sensitive person (laughs) because I can feel the tick crawling on me. Ew, that's disgusting. I'm sorry. And so, like, I catch them... I'm upset already. I catch them a lot of the time because I can feel (laughs) it on me and then I just get it. Guys, I'm sorry if, if our... Topics were a little too practical for you bitches. I did make Pete come up with a topic immediately. Practical. <laughs> I think people want nonsense from us. But if you have any questions about... Some tics, people would see how to poop properly as just that. Nonsense. As, well, yeah, okay. Touche. Like I see weightlifting as nonsense. <laughs> if, if you have a question about how you can improve your poop or how you can protect yourself from ticks. Give us a call at 570 You can also uh, join the ranks of Mike Dominic. Thank you, Donate. Mike. We will come up with custom content, even though you said we don't have to. Donate a dollar or two on uh, Patreon. Yeah, if you donate a dollar, I'll still make custom content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dollar gets you access to our custom content feed, 
where Marissa and I can post stuff on Patreon that are only for patrons to look at. And we haven't yet because nobody yeah. had contributed, but now that they have, I'm going to start brainstorming. I imagine it will be fucking weird. I also didn't realize that the box I was checking was making stuff available for patrons early, but then everybody got to see it. And so um, everything that I thought was hidden is actually just out in the public on our Patreon page. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is just a couple of outtakes from our episodes. Yeah, whatevs. Oh, I don't know if, if Mike would be interested in it, but maybe we can tempt some new patrons by posting the songs of Marissa's that we mentioned last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, everybody. Oh, do you have any plugs? Plugs. Do I have any plugs? I restated the question because I wasn't quite sure. But no, I guess not. Okay. Uh, to you. Yeah, me neither. Sorry, guys. Bye! Yeah, hi. Hi.